and welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ, and this is part two of Movie Film Studios' Best of 2017 podcast. Enjoy. We all know how Hollywood just gets super wet for like rebooting <laughs> these films, these nostalgic films. Yes, but we're not. We're not about reboots. We're above that. No, we make our own make original our own... content. Everything we make yeah. is a hundred percent original. Yes, the the likeness to existing intellectual property That's... will be disputed in the courts. Look, I'm not. Dis- I'm not saying that it you know isn't completely dissimilar I'm from saying, uh, other films. I would say that as artists. It's not inconceivable to think that two groups of separate artists working completely independently could yeah. not come to the same. There is that famous idea. quote that you know, good artists borrow and great artists steal. That's right. And we are great artists. We are indeed great artists, but not legally. <laughs> From a legal standpoint, we have <laughs> not stolen anything. No, no. From a legal perspective, we are good artists. <laughs> We're just good artists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Even just mediocre, because like borrowing is a bit of a legal grey yeah, area. Yeah, that's as right. Well. No, no, we're mediocre artists. So you may have noticed, AJ, when we uh, we came into the boardroom to discuss yes. our ideas, it's looking a that bit different. Anyway. That it is looking a bit different. I've replaced all the lights with green lights, <laughs> and I've rebranded the boardroom as the green room. Oh, nice! Because I feel as though here at Movie Film Studios, every idea is automatically greenlit. This is true. And what better room to sit in than yep. a room bathed in green light than, than we know as we're coming up with these beautiful ideas yep. that they will see the light of day because yep. everything birthed in this green room is this. automatically greenlit. I feel as though we do need a sting uh, to get to the green room. Yes. And uh, you were complaining that we weren't leaving a pause, so we're going to leave one now. now. <laughs> And we're in the green room. It's, oh, it's magic. It's so green in here. Oh, wow. Like, oh. normally we have to go up that elevator and yep. walk through the lobby where all the lawyers are, I and know. it's just it's just I getting know. a little bit awkward. So I, I love that the musical sting can just get us right here. Ah, <laughs> oh, so we teleported up here now. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's the power of a musical sting. <laughs> like, it may, it may sound just like yeah. audio when you're listening to yeah. it as a podcast. In the real world, a musical sting has teleporting <laughs> capabilities that can get you just from one spot to the other. So, Not only does this suggest that well, first of all, that movie film studios is coming up in the world of Hollywood. We're making an impact. But it also means that we can't release something like Geostorm now because they got the drop on us. So I think there's only one solution here. What's that? We do Geostorm 2. <laughs> we, 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 we get the drop and we do the sequel to Geostorm. Because they can't blame us for taking an idea that no. was originally ours exactly just because they did the first one before our first one doesn't mm. mean we can't do the second one before yeah. Yeah. yeah okay now before we go anyway with the title geostorm 2 i don't want it to read geostorm and then the number two i want the two to replace one of the letters in geostorm possibly the r of storm so it's g-o-s-t-o-2-m does a two look enough like an R? Or do maybe just lean into it and like replace a letter that looks nothing like a two, like the M. Like the I think M. the M looks so like so geostore two. Yeah, it can't be on the end though, can it? So what if we make it get rid of the O of geo? What about the two? Two O storm. <laughs> that doesn't work either. <laughs> or we could just 
<laughs> who knows who know? we'll, we'll figure this out but i yeah i think we just need to be a bit more creative with it i don't I want think it to just be i think i actually have to relace multiple letters so the o in geo with a two and the t in storm with a two and then also the r in storm with a two so it's g2 two or two mm. And that's, uh, yeah, just, just to, just to like reinforce that it is definitely the second film in that, uh, in that film franchise. And not, the, not the 222nd film in the no, franchise? No, no. Okay. People are like, oh, Geostorm, which one? Number two. Number two yeah. I kind of forgot which one. Oh, there is, there's a second two there to remind me. Oh, was this the, the first, I can't remember what happened in the first one. Is it, mm. Oh, there it is. There's another yeah, two. Yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> we're seeing the sequel to Geostorm. That's right. Now. Now, and you know what else we do as yep. well, sorry. Yep. We're going to actually have to jam an, a fourth two in there because it's going to be set in the year 2,222. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it'll be great. So when the opening title comes up, right, it'll be that, the title. I'm not going to say it because I can't remember where all the twos go. But then all the letters just fade away and then you're just left with the numbers and that's yep. how the film starts. So yep. you know that we're in 2,222. <laughs> You know what? I, I said before that it is much, much um, more convenient doing mm. the audio teleportation audio sting than going up those sort of 50 floors past the um, um, lawyers in the elevator. Yep. But do you get that, like, you know, in those brief seconds mm. where it's between um, the Memorial Theatre and yep. here, there's like that that other reality that you just sort yeah. of catch for just a second. Just a second. Like, I've, I, I always try and keep my eyes closed, mm. but the the burning fire and the screams i can't i can't really tune out so much um it, and it is again it is marginally better yep. than than having to walk past the lawyers yeah but i'm just scared if i open my eyes what, what yeah, i'll see I, mm, maybe oh geez i don't know I, I mean i'm still happy to keep doing it but uh, uh, well it's so convenient yeah it isn't is. it and i mean it, yeah just so long as you you know screams of torment and anguish i mean they're only a second long anyway yeah, so you can put up true. with that so that's that's the original uh, yes. Japanese cartoon. Yeah, um, and what was it called? It was called uh, like uh, Turbo Sentai <laughs> Animal Squadron Force Go. Animal, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, of course, that's just a literal translation of, of the, the the Kenji characters. That's right. Yeah. It has much more nuanced meaning in the original language, oh, which we, sure. we'd never be able to bring no, out. No, 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 so, I mean, we'd have to call it something. And uh, like, it's got to be something that sort of. Flows for an English audience. And, I think. And I think. What about knights? But it's an acronym: K N I G H T S. Brilliant. Okay. And and that acronym stands for <laughs> a. <laughs> uh, crazy with a K. K with a crazy. Uh, N for uh crazy ninja. No, I mean, but they're not ninjas. But like, but okay, crazy knights. Crazy like, knights. But so so instead <laughs> of. Instead of the K being for night, so is it okay? Yeah, keep it going, is. keep going. It's K. Invincible. Yeah, invincible. How do you spell guides? Uh, G, go, go. Crazy nights. Invincible. Go. go. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, that's it. <laughs> HTS. HTS. Yeah. What creature mm. would you most like to then see in the dark in universe? the dark universe and does What's, it have to be an existing creature it or? doesn't have to be okay but in my mind so the the creature from the black lagoon mm. doesn't get much of a like a, a run like we've seen no. like um invisible man you've got the kevin bacon hollow man you have even chevy chase's memoirs of invisible man there's, yeah. there's a whole bunch of them a whole bunch of frankenstein reboots yeah. a whole bunch of dracula reboots mm. but the Black Lagoon creature has kind of like he crawled back into his lagoon back in the 30s and 40s and never came <laughs> Just back stayed out. Stayed there, yeah. 
And you do see a shot in this um, film of they, they're walking through like the lo- laboratory full yeah. of sort of formaldehyde jars yeah. of pickled Which um, was... remains. And you see the, the hands, the, the sort of scaly the webbed fl- hands yeah. of the... Um, of the creature of the Black Lagoon, I mm. quite, I quite like just to see his little film. Like, yeah. if they're, they're contextualizing it into a modern world, what's yeah. he been doing? Just been hanging down in, in <clears throat> Mississippi with the alligators, or what's? Yeah, wh- do, wh- where's do, he? Where's do you reckon he he'd be? Do you reckon he would be evil though? Or do you reckon like he's just a misunderstood, misunderstood. like a Frankenstein esque? Well, let's Frankenstein will probably be another film in this franchise yeah. should it ever come to fruition. But does the creature from the Black Lagoon need to be? Uh, malicious or no, evil? No, I, I reckon. I reckon we do it like Teen Wolf. Ooh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I reckon. I reckon like an Olympic the, swim team kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So he, he's just a regular kid. Yeah, he's just a regular kid <laughs> living a regular life until one day he finds out that he's a creature from the Black Lagoon. And then, Uh-oh. and then, like, because the really weird thing about Teen Wolf is just how accepting they are yeah, that Michael J. Fox <laughs> is a werewolf who can slam dunk. <laughs> Um, I think it's the same thing with Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. And he, he does. He joins the swim team and yep. the kids from the high school yeah. are just like, woo, Creature yeah. from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> You're so good at swimming. We can now, because of your athletic prowess, yeah, we accept uh, you. I- ignore all of your fundamental faults, <laughs> which is exactly how the American sports system works anyway. So, Oh, commentary. Or do we do go dark with it and turn it into a swim fan? So it's exactly the same Ooh, thing. Yep. It's exactly the same film we've been describing, mm. but it's sort of, sort of a swim fan reboot where okay. because he's on the swim team, this yep. one girl gets obsessed with him and yeah. sends him letters and it becomes sort of like a, a psychosexual a, thriller. Yeah, like a, yeah. Ooh, that's dark. That would fit right that, into that, this I mean, I'm, I'm sure we would write this uh, creature from the Black Lagoon yep. and it would be this sort of fun jokey adventure and then as soon as Dark Universe Studios gets their hands on it and they put that dark filter over the top suddenly it's Swim Fan 2 they will add Levity Bot to it though (laughs) Jake Johnson will be in there he will be in it and and a soundtrack from Jack Johnson yes um Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who does Jake, Jake Johnson plays the principal. Yep, <laughs> it's like, oh, Pete Lagoon <laughs> in my office again. <laughs> That's fine. Um, what about okay, comic relief moose character? Oh, um, oh, do we need to cast Levity Bot? I mean, Levity been, Bot Jake Johnson. He's been down and out for a while. <laughs> he has been. He I think so. That's not bad. I, like, I mean, I did consult Levity Bot earlier, yeah. and they said that. Because um, at least at least twenty eight percent of all films we make have to have Jake Johnson. Yeah, and we've made uh, four or five films without Jake Johnson. So Levity Bot. This is true, and because he's been down and out ever since Levity Bot two took over. Yeah. Um. Who is um? Oh, who was two point I don't even remember anymore. Yeah. He just doesn't have the same impact. No, I can't. I can't does. remember who they were. Maybe um, to- Thomas Middleditch. They might have been started cutting Thomas Middleditch possibly. as the comic relief uh, scientist. And yeah. none of those, none of the Levity Bot two point was not a good upgrade. No. I think no. we need to roll back our Rob- drivers to original <laughs> Levity Bot yeah. and uh, Jake, Johnson Jake Johnson will play the moose comic relief moose yeah this is the things that people get tied up in they get tied up yeah. in the superstitious mummy yeah they get tied up in the religious um, sort of aspects yep. or like the, so the um, Judeo-Christian mm. um, Moses and let my people go or they get tied up in the Anubis Osiris sort yeah, of yeah, mythology yeah, yeah. of Egypt they never go here is Egypt as it was yeah and here are these, you know, um, this classes and this is the structure yeah, of the society and everything like that. So we won't do no supernatural, no magic, no, no magic, no, no magic. Great. So it's going to be ancient Egypt as it actually, well, what we assume it actually was. Yeah. Okay, great. So what are they stealing? 
I'm just trying to think how do we how do we get jazz flute in there? But you can have like you know the snake charmer kind well, of flute. Yeah, I'm ja- sure is around uh, jazz snake charmer. Yeah. Um, what are other jazz in- pan pipes? <laughs> Um, Did they have panpipes uh, in ancient Egypt? Probably. Uh, it's one of the earliest. Uh, they they had drums, jazz drums. Yeah. Um, jazz. Um, oh, Glockenspiel. <laughs> if if we're gonna do that and we're gonna um, get those those mm. p- fans on board, mm-hmm. then we need to remake a beloved book series. A beloved book series. But the issue the issue the here one, is that mm. at Movie Film Studios we're very conscious of intellectual property yes. theft, and so I think what we need to do is write our own book series. Write our own series. Now, yeah. I mean, this might be controversial. Mm. I reckon we go out and we find a guy called Stephen King. And this is Stephen King with a V instead of a PH. Yep. And maybe it's K-Y-N-G. It doesn't yep. have yeah, to yeah. be. I reckon we can probably find... And he doesn't need to be an author. He just needs to have that name. Yep. And we sit him down and maybe he writes children's books. Maybe yeah. he can knock like a 10-page book out every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And um, we... I mean, we can say from beloved author uh, Stephen, Stephen King. King. Yeah. I mean, is he beloved though? He's beloved by us. We love his work. We so, his I work. mean, yeah, That's definitely. Beloved. So And, and whatever whatever children's book like he turns out, we can then adapt that into yeah, whatever into film whatever series we, we want. And then it's just from beloved author Stephen mm, King mm. comes. Yep. Okay. Well, if we look at the oeuvre of the PH King. Yeah. Um, as, yeah. Uh, I think as people will, or like from now on, there's there's going to be two Stephen Kings. That's right. And people yeah. are going to have to find a way of distinguishing them. It's yeah. like it's like oh, PH King or PH v-, King v King or V King. Yeah. So, so PH King, uh, I think children tend to be part of a lot of his stories. Am I? Would I be? Yes, wrong in, I think right in absolutely that? is. Uh, so looking at uh, obviously Stand by Me, the novella, um, it. Yeah. Very child heavy. Dark Tower. Carrie is Carrie, the, yeah, yep, coming well. of age. Sort uh, of. Who was the Shining? Wasn't he? Shining was the little boy. Little yeah. boy in that. Green Mile, not so many kids in that. No, That's but fine. I mean, uh, Shawshank Redemption, not Duncan, so many kids. What's his name? Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan's character is kind of childlike. Yeah, sure. I guess there's that sense of innocence and um, uh, the journey. Children of the corn. It's children, right there in the children title. Children of the corn. There's children everywhere. So I think that uh, V King yeah. clearly needs to do something with. Children. I think what he, as as an author, will push him in the direction of doing kids' books, hmm. but like post-apocalyptic, uh, Apocalyptic, uh, fairy- post-dystopian, yeah, um, fairy tale, semi semi science fictiony, <laughs> yep, uh, kids' books, kids just books. sort of just yeah. like you know, sea yeah. spot, sea spot run, sea spot eaten by the marauders for food because <laughs> there's not enough, uh, you know, it's not <laughs> sustenance in this in this wasteland of a. <laughs> Of a post-apocalyptic America. Okay. Like, I like the idea of doing our own thing mm. because, like, you can then just go batshit crazy. Yeah. And people can go, oh, why is that there? And it's like, it's like because we wanted to and it's sci-fi. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, I think we should do that. I think we should go original this time. I mean, we have the the creative ability to really just pull things out and create them yeah. on the fly, so why not? I so mean, I, I know you sort of really like that sort of production design thing mm. and you have a lot of those sort of coffee table books, those thick full-colour books of yes. all the concept art. Mm. I reckon we just rip out all of the pages, yep. we shuffle them together, we throw them in the air, yep. and then we just pick out like um, concept design from Star Wars, yep. concept design from Jurassic Park, yep. uh, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones yep. uh, Fifth Element, yep. uh, Star Trek, whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. Like So we just, like, because that's obviously, that's exactly what Valerian yeah, did, yeah. is they've just gone, instead of coming up with their own stuff, let's just take it from everywhere. Mm. I'm sure there's lots of video games. I'm sure one of my friends has like, the I think we mentioned Mass Effect mm. as being a great video game that has lots of good concept art. So we just grab just it from it all, from anything, yeah. mix like, it all up. 
I mean, because you have the Jurassic Park one, so there's a really good chance that sci-fi dinosaurs could show up in this film. (laughs) Okay, so so the film is about um, a native planet of sci-fi dinosaurs. So not like the dinosaurs that we recognize, so not Tyrannosaurus Rex or anything like that, but like sci-fi dinosaurs. So they're all kind of like augmented with like space rings and colors and stuff. Oh, yeah. So um, you know how uh, Earth dinosaurs have feathers, right? It's pretty much a consensus now amongst the scientific yeah. community I'm, that I mean, dinosaurs have as feathers. As kids of the 90s, dinosaurs didn't have no, feathers when we were kids. And it's really kind of I'm like, I get it. It's probably a little bit better. You found your guys that have been frozen yeah. in amber in China and yeah. you can see the feathers there. But I like that lizard style dinosaur from mm. the from the early 90s. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think that's our space dinosaurs. Space dinosaurs will be lizard based. Uh, lizard based dinosaurs. I want them to have like kind of like glowing internal uh, parts as well. Oh, that's right. how they communicate with each other. They kind of just use a collection of, of different coloured uh, lights, I guess, kind inside of like them. chameleon sort of yeah, changing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. So are these space dinosaurs, are they our protagonists or are they their, our antagonists? I want them to be... I want the I want the whole thing to centre around the conflict on this planet, right? So that this planet is almost like uh, ground zero for the entire universe. Okay. So they are, like, super intelligent. Um, super intelligent, highly evolved beings. So they don't talk with words. They talk through light patterns. Yep, sure. Um, And basically the universe exists around them and they're in a kind of um, hidden bubble that no one can see. But then something happens and that bubble is exposed and suddenly we can see, you know, uh, the origin of the universe oh, is right. contained okay. on that planet. So that's the origin of life. Yeah. Like, sort of like, you look at, um, I think... Uh, I think Prometheus did this. Prometheus, yeah, but Prometheus did, like, the origins of life are these sort of bipedal yeah. human-type things. Yeah, yeah. And we're saying, no, I mean, the first kind of life that really existed on Earth must have been dinosaurs. Space so, dinosaurs. So, space, so then space dinosaurs would have had to have seeded Earth yes. and created the dinosaurs yeah, yeah, first. Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to say, I've just been skimming through these pages I've picked up off the ground from yeah. the art books, and got? I've just picked up one from uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> Yep. So there's going to also have to be space dinosaur Nazis. Um, so, uh, and yeah, so. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be Nazis, but it's definitely a, a fascist regime yeah, yeah. on this um, this dinosaur planet yeah. that is uh, uh, scouring, scouring space yeah. for, for space artifacts. <laughs> I suppose it begs the question, mm. are, we, are we doing a spy thriller action? Because mm. I mean, if you if your goal is for Oscar bait, yes, then like John Wick and uh, Atomic Blonde don't get nominated for Oscars. No, why is that though? I don't know. But your Tinker Tailor Soldier spies do get nominated get for nominated. Oscars. Yeah, so maybe we just I, need Gary Oldman. It's possible. Like it's possible we, we could do that. I, th- I actually feel like what you do is you don't aim for the best film Oscars. Yeah. You don't aim, aim for the best script or best director or best yeah. supporting actor. You you aim for the, like, the best costume or the best lighting ah, or the best okay. cinematography. The technical awards. Yeah, the yeah. technical awards are where it's at. So yep. like you can you can market it as Academy Award winning films, mm-hmm. winner of four Oscars. It's because <laughs> the costumes are just crazy and out there. It's the Mad Max <laughs> effect, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, so that's what we... I think that's what we go for. Right. Pick a time period which has... Mm. you know freaky deaky lighting and, yep. and costuming that you can sort of take wherever you want yeah yeah I mean I don't want to do the Cold War because that's been done right Spielberg's done it a few times this film obviously did it Tinker Taylor was was that Cold War I, I don't remember let's just say it is 
Um, so let's get away from that. We don't, you know. Why don't we do like Cold War Two, <laughs> like the future Cold the future? War, and that way when they're wearing like um uh like eighties style spiky yeah, shoulder yeah. pads, so we can pretend it's the eighties, yep. but it's the eighties version of the future. Okay, so it's kind of like um ah uh, okay. uh, yeah 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 like ne- Back to the Future basically yeah, yeah. post post punk neo <laughs> spiky. <laughs> Like and we can just like hit it really really hard yeah, yeah. with the costuming yep. and go really out and there. So, and I can so that means it can be set in 2017, it, right? Uh, but it it's could like be. the 1980 version of 2017, exactly. where okay. where something different happened, an alternate history where the Berlin Wall wasn't torn down. It was built two like walls up. Yeah, exactly. They, they, made, it. Du- they made a double story <laughs> wall, and now now this is Cold War Two. Yep. It's the end of Cold War. Yep. The, the sequel to yep. Cold War. II. Yeah. Yep. Cold War Two: The Freezing. So this is the end of the film. Yeah. That scene plays out and it seems like it's a happy ending. Or like they can... So let's say uh, Cybernetic Ed Harris and Gerard Butler are on the satellite. They're coming back to Earth. Uh, 21 is communicating to them saying, uh, you know, thank you for this and that. Or they're, you know, telling him thank you for being the bad guy. We needed this in this film. And then there's a final plot twist where 21 opens up the trunk of his... Space car. Space car, yeah. Because uh, it is the future. It's I the mean, future, yeah. We're talking about the state of the world, but it is also still uh, 2222. Yeah. And and everything everything's the same as it is now, except yeah. you just say the word space in front of it. Yeah. So he opens up the, tr- the trunk up of the his, trunk space of his space, space car. He pulls out a space Sp- rocket space launcher. space rocket launcher. And he prepares to aim at the incoming satellite. So the satellite is sort of space, plummeting. Space satellite. Space. <laughs> the space satellite is plummeting to Earth uh, with... Ed, uh, cybernetic Ed Harris and Gerard Butler in it. They've done the deed. Geostorm is happening. There's a crazy amount of weather going around. Oh, I'm not even well. sure it's crazy. It's just kind of drizzling. And like, okay. kind of drizzling. Yeah. We haven't experienced this for 200 years. <laughs> and everyone's just rejoicing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's so, how we get around the special effects budget. Because we, right. we don't actually need to put like the, the towers in Abu Dhabi being knocked over. <laughs> it's just like, like a gust of wind and some leaves <laughs> blow and everyone's like blowing wind where did this come from well I think we need to we need to spend the entire VFX budget on making the ordinary bland day weather uh, um, effects I mean because I mean everyone knows that there's like what 20 minutes of like the the miracle hour or whatever they call yeah. that in film where you've actually got good lighting yeah and because every day every scene we shoot has to be perfect weather yeah how do we do that? Oh, we green screen the whole thing. Exa- I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's just going to cost so much money. So like, much. everyone else can shoot on sets because it doesn't mm. matter if there's clouds in the sky. It doesn't yeah. matter if there's a bit of wind or a bit of rain. Yeah. It matters so much to our story yeah. that the, the that everything is perfect, that we can yeah. only do it in green screen. So Geostorm blew its VFX budget on the last 20, 25 minutes of the film. We're going to blow our VFX budget on the first 25 minutes of the film Exactly. Because once they set up the chain reaction, which can just be like, it's just going to be regular weather. That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Space satellite plummeting to Earth, uh, 21, back of his space car, pulls out his space rocket launcher, fires a rocket out of his space rocket launcher, and then who comes in to deflect that rocket but OG Garcia? He comes in, he throws himself in front of the rocket, and he explodes. Is he wearing an Iron Man suit, or how is he getting in front of the rocket? I don't don't know. (laughs) He just is. I mean, how did, how did, how did Abby Cornish, you know, somehow drive, get the car to auto drive towards the other yeah. to, to Ed she Harris, just and then did. just sneak up on them exactly in a okay. completely That's deserted fine. road. I'm quite happy for he just did. He just did. to be a reason yeah. for Let's, for how it happened. Most of Geostorm is 
they just have this or this just happens or, you know, um, this thing was but just there. I've got, I've got a, an addition to your Andy Garcia throwing oh, yeah. him in front of the space rocket launcher. Because unbeknownst to uh, 21, mm. the space rocket launcher was equipped with uh, a time rocket. Oh. And, and in hitting Andy Garcia, yep. it explodes him. But it also explodes his DNA throughout time and unravels the 200 years of Andy Garcia president clones. Holy crap. Geostorm 3 or or 303 Storm 33, as it will be called. So we we do a a trilogy where the the third part is set up in the final act of uh, of Geostorm. Oh my gosh. Hermie? Hermie. No, I, I don't really think the character name should... Uh, uh, well, hang on. I mean, like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the character's name is Freddy. Yeah. I mean, that's hardly sinister. Yeah, but he's not a Fredaphrodite. <laughs> um, I think, I think I don't know. I, I really like the, the Greek myths and stuff, so I'd probably okay, yep. be drawing from that a little bit more, but uh, I don't Surely know. Surely is, Hermes is a yeah. Greek name. Maybe maybe he's an elm, and it's just a little wink. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. It's a wink. Maybe this is the original Elm Street. That's that's where Elm ah, Street got its name, and that's okay. how it fits into the broader universe. Yeah. So if Wes Craven comes to us, he's like, we'd really like to uh, to introduce your, your elm wood yep. tree man character who's We'll call Hermes. Hermes, there you go. Um, uh, Who is an elm tree? He's an elm tree, and his name's Hermes. It's like, we'd really like to introduce this into a franchise. How do we do it? It's like, already ahead of you, Wes. He's an elm. He's the original elm, on which Elm Street was named. Already part of your universe, Wes. We're way ahead of you. How does he fit in with Freddy? We haven't watched those films yet. We're not quite sure. (laughs) No, Uh, I, I can even bridge that gap. But the thing is, we're making a prequel to the film that is officially... Not a prequel until Wes Craven says that we can make uh, it can be a prequel. Yeah. So we're setting it all up. We're saying it's an elm tree, and it'll just fit beautifully into that universe without us having to do anything different. We're not violating copyright either. Uh, we're not directly referencing Freddy Krueger or any of the characters in that film. But it being a prequel set so far in the past has just enough to connect it to a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And my kind of thing is the bridging connection point there would be um, the elm tree, Hermes. Yeah. Whatever happens in our film, we haven't quite figured that out yet, but basically the spirit of Hermes goes forth to possess other people throughout the ages. At some point, it latches onto a actual person called Freddy Krueger, turns him evil. Ah, and what, what what's Freddy Krueger's main thing? He's burnt. He's what burnt. does wood do? Burns. It burns. Yeah, it burns. Yeah. In fact, perhaps that's how Hermes is, in air quotes, defeated at the end of uh, environmentally conscious. Environmentally conscious. <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets burnt. But right? yeah, I don't know. This but is, is he? This is he is... burnt? Because what's left over after you burn tr- uh, after you burn wood? Ash. Ashes can never disappear. Ash. Are you, are you saying Ash from Evil Dead? Is well, that is that I am is now. That, is that a prequel? Is also a prequel to the I Evil Dead now. series? I am now. Yes. The Sam qu- Raimi, where are you? The question is, like, if we can't really burn him to ashes, right? Because we we have to think of franchising. AJ, this is the thing, right? Oh, this right. is the point of all of these films is that you set up a character that can come back in yeah, part yeah, two, yeah. part three, part four. Yeah. Unless, I mean, we do that. Ashes are like, oh, great, we've we've defeated him. We'll bury his ashes in the ground. Yep. Where do trees come from? They grow out of they the ground. You can't ground. put his ashes yeah. back in the dirt because more trees are going to grow. That's and right. And then you'll have two Hermes coming at you. Oh, you'll have multiple Hermes. Like Hermes just multiplies and goes berserk. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like this- a forest of Hermes. Exactly. I mean, this is, you know, 
uh, environmentally conscious to yeah, yeah, the yeah. the deadly forest or whatever. I mean, yeah. it doesn't really matter. No one ever think like what what was uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight? Jason takes Manhattan <laughs> or something horrible. You don't need to think about these uh, these titles. No, you just no, no, no. spit out the first thing that comes into your head. I do and- want to get to a Part Eight though with our environmentally conscious franchise. They want to demolish all the houses in the area, much like. A certain I, I th- army may want to bomb. Exactly. I mean, I think that was uh, the main reasons for the the bombings wasn't to no, it's, strike fear yeah. into the. T- it was just like high rises. W- when we come through, this is my half German, half English accent. <laughs> the Gunters want to turn. This it sounds Dutch now. I'm so sorry. Uh, we're going to want to turn this entire area into a country club. <laughs> And we're going to one of French now. <laughs> it's it's gen- generic European. Yeah. All right. So this is you know so the 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 Nazis have this dial I think on their <laughs> accent and as they as they twist it it yeah. just heads in circles yeah, around yeah, Eastern yeah. Europe. I think the the biggest question is like the Emoji Movie did mm. and went through all the different apps. Yeah. Where does Salt go through? As as he's making his oh, way okay. through yeah, yeah. the web into the dark web to like I mean again we're gonna have to get some companies on on board yeah, 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 yeah. to uh to well look I feel like the big company I feel like the big websites like uh, Twitter and Instagram and YouTube are kind of out yeah Dropbox the, as well they're social they're, media and they've already no thrown cares. their hat in with the emoji movie yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. you know someone like Google didn't yeah. but you know I I actually maybe we have like this this battle right between. Uh, or we have like a, a castle or a kingdom mm-hmm. where Google is the king, yep. and the enslaved servants are like uh, Ask Jeeves and Alta Vista <laughs> and Yahoo, <laughs> Yahoo and Bing yep. and all those sort of search engines which yeah, yeah, no yeah. one uses yep. anymore because yep. it's it's there's been a war and Google has come out on top. <laughs> so that that's one place that they can go through. Yep, I like that idea. So and then and you have I mean Reddit. How would Reddit? Oh man, uh, manifest it's, it's like itself? the wild west of the internet, isn't it? It, it yeah. is the wild west. There yeah. you go. It's like this wild west setting. Yeah. It's like a bunch of... <laughs> I like the idea of the mascots of those websites being characters as well. So, so like Reddit's like a little G, alien, right? The, the Reddit alien. Yahoo has that exclamation point. <laughs> Yahoo. Uh, ask Jeeves. I, I also like the idea that Ask Jeeves is really down on his luck. And he's just looking for like anyone that'll ask him a question so that he can answer it. <laughs> I, th- I mean, he is actually Hello? acting as Google's what? butler, right? That's... Okay. Or the court jester or something. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a new role, um, uh, but he's still wearing his old butler uniform yeah. as well. Uh, what's Bing's? I don't know. Bing has nothing, doesn't it? Who knows? I don't. I don't even know. I've never, I'm not sure I've ever been on Bing. I've never and the one time that Windows has defaulted to Bing, I'm like, <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he'll visit, or it will visit. So Salt will visit those websites. I also want to make our film a little bit more. And I mean, we we always try and put in a little bit more of the political. Uh, uh, sort of atmosphere yeah. or the political environment of the, of the time. I really want Salt to visit some news websites. Oh, right. I thought you were going to go with like Wikipedia and there's just okay, like yeah. there's information like uh, just sort of spilling out the side and they're yeah. like, what's that? It's like, don't worry about that. That's my WikiLeaks. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. We can no, get, we, don't, we need to have like lines like that in yeah. there for sure. Get, yeah. get political that way. Yeah. yeah. And like Julian Assange is just there like stuffing it all into his <laughs> bag or whatever how it works. I don't really know how I, that sort of stuff I works. I want Salt to visit The Guardian and find find articles about how people are using uh, sashimi lettuce to coat the insides of their genitals because I guarantee sure. you that is an article in The Guardian. Uh, we can have like uh, some sort of clickbait. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You can have some fi- uh, some people who are using clickbait for fishing, but oh, fishing yeah. with like a PH. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so yeah. like it's like, 
you know, it's exactly what movie studio executives do. Is like they yes. don't understand exactly what the terms mean, <laughs> yes. but they use them in their films. Like that'll be a joke. So yeah. like the WikiLeaks is yeah. just Wikipedia leaking yeah. and phishing with clickbait yeah. is a thing, which I'm not sure if it actually is, but sure. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, we, I mean, they've, uh, Emoji Movie did antivirus and they did firewalls. They, they did as trolls well. as well. Like, trolls, we didn't really yeah. talk about it. There are trolls inside the the phone, mm. and I'm like, that's not how trolls work. Trolls are people who are leaving comments. Yeah. Why do you have a physical manifestation of a troll yeah. in your phone and then i went i'm not supposed to be thinking that hard about this because yep. if i do that i'm putting in significantly more effort than the people who wrote the film <laughs> and that just doesn't seem like a distribution of work yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, that should be happening so maybe he was like a a, a slave uh whipper a slave whipper a slave whipper that's <laughs> Was that a role? Uh, it could have been. I think the general consensus nowadays is that the um, building of the the pyramids was far too complex for unskilled slaves to have done. It was probably oh, okay. actually done by um, uh, um, skilled craftsmen. Okay, so uh, maybe he was a, a, yeah. a skilled craftsman. Son of the guy who designed the tomb. Yeah. And then Ramesses came along and said, you shall design no more tombs <laughs> and cut off his dad's hands. Um, so hang on, every, every character, every character in this film... Um, their fathers have all had their hands or, cut or off mothers, for various, yeah, okay. various family for, for whatever reason. So yeah. let's okay. So we've got hieroglyphics. <laughs> what are you guy. doing here? My dad stole a loaf of bread and he had his hands cut off. <laughs> yeah, but the, that's that's pr- pretty standard. Like, <laughs> sure, m- most of us are here because our dad's hands cut off for, for not breaking the law. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, but yeah. you know, he was a thief and I'm a thief, so I'm here to steal right. stuff as well. So hieroglyphics guy's father wrote like the most epic poem ever yeah. conceived, and you're like, well, no more poems out of you. Hands cut off. <laughs> it's just like, but I can I can still speak. I Poems out with your tongue. He's like, I really should have cut my mouth shut. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, vehicle, vehicle guy. <laughs> you, like, yeah. He, his dad's an expert camel breeder or horse breeder or something yeah. like that. It's just like, why are you doing this, Ramesses? As it turns out, Ramesses second just has a thing for hands. Just he's got a separate room in his vault and just has a collection of mummified hands. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's actually he's actually like. In Ramesses' mind, he's doing the humane thing because everyone yeah. else, everyone else would have like you know buried their uh, their servants with them and, yeah, and killed yeah. them. He's just like, I'm just taking their hands, yeah, guys. I'm yeah. not taking their lives. That's fine. I'm way better than my dad, Ramesses <laughs> one. Like Ramesses one would have cut off the guy's head. I'm just doing yeah. hands, man. Yeah, Ramesses- you can't blame me. I, you know, it's it's all nature versus nurture, and this yeah. is the way I was brought up. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying my best to do the right thing, but, you know, you've got to lose some body part and it might as well be your hands. <laughs> it's just the way it is, guys. It's just the way it is. Maybe it detects that the evil Nazi dinosaurs are plotting against it and it sends out this sort of distress beacon. Okay, yeah, sure. And that's what opens up the planet to exposure to the rest of the universe. So we've got... Who else? I think there should be a competing another team competing to to race to this artifact i think you're limiting yourself if you, there's just one oh like if we multiple? can if we put in like a dozen yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of like uh, oh, yeah. uh hodgepodge so this will be this will be like this is like the sci-fi remake of rat race or uh, yes. it's a mad 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 world exactly because that like, is exactly what it is that film came out in the 40s i think and no one remembers it except for weirdos like me who have seen it <laughs> um I I am on board with Rat Race. Yeah. I have not seen the the Mad 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 Mad. You've world. seen you've definitely seen um, the parodies of it because it was parodied on The Simpsons, where they go to chase that treasure buried under the giant. Yeah, tea. I mean, I, I get the premise because yeah. you said Rat Race, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's uh, that's the that's anyway frame reference. So that yeah, that's it. We <laughs> this film is the space version of Rat Race. So we've got a dozen competing teams, uh, all racing to this origin planet 
to get the meteor and save either save the universe or sell it at a pawn shop somewhere yeah, to make some or just stop the Nazi dinosaurs from destroying the, dinosaurs, the universe yeah. or yep. to make I think the Nazi dinosaurs are going to use it to convert every other planet in the universe into to Nazi Nazis? dinosaurs okay. because they're, they're you know, you've got states. that uh, eugenics sort of like yep, yep. thing going on with yeah, the Nazis if that, there if that meteor is the originator of the universe it also has the power to reshape it as it sees fit exactly so whoever's in charge of it can just you know recraft the universe in its own image so yeah Nazi universe uh, that'd be terrible, but yeah. Uh, okay, so let's think about who else is going to be racing towards. I think. This I mean, thing. we we do these very sort of subtle references, like you mm. know how like I think J.J. Abrams put sort of like R two D two as a piece of debris in, yep, in yep. the Star Trek remake. Yep. Like one of the other teams is going to be like the Guardians of the Galaxy team, <laughs> but we never sort of really mention it. Okay. Did yep. you ever watch a, a, a animated TV series from the nineties called Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys? <laughs> of course you didn't, because no one but me has ever seen it, apparently. <laughs> That's going to be one of the teams as well. Okay. So any any group of pluckish sort of like yep. uh, space rogues sure. can be one of the teams, and we just kind of like uh, just subtly reference who they are, yep, but yep. we ne- never actually sort of say it outright. Yep, Biker Mice from Mars. Biker Mice from Mars, definitely yep. in the mix Shouldn't there somewhere. need to go in there, because no one has seen that for a while. Yeah. Uh, and they uh, are from Mars, which is space. Yeah. Can, so. we, can we put Matt Damon in there too? Because I was thinking of The Martian. Oh, right. Because I, I, when you said Matt Damon, I was thinking of Interstellar. Because like, yeah. he, he shows up in that even though no one really knew he was in that film. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we just still have a, a team of space Matt Damons. <laughs> so any, any film that Matt Damon's been in yeah. where he's been in he's space. Been, well, it's more like every film that he's been in that he's needed rescuing in. Someone calculated a while back that... If I like uh, saving Private uh, Ryan, the world of has spent a lot of money saving Matt Damon's ass. Like, <laughs> so we had to save him from Mars in the Martian. We then had to save him from some far off distant planet in Interstellar. So George we had to save him from World War Two in Saving Private Ryan as well. George Clooney was in Gravity, right? Yes. So both Matt Damon and George Clooney <laughs> have been in space. Has Brad Pitt ever been in space? Because otherwise, Ooh. we might be able to put the entire <laughs> Ocean's sure Eleven yeah. cast. <laughs> But reprising their space oh, roles in there Mac. as well. We, we'll get uh, get Bernie, Mac. Bernie Mac can be the AI. Like, oh, um, great. We can do yeah, AI yeah. Bernie Mac. And we'll just resample his voice from all the films he's been and, in. And, I mean, you absolutely know that Scott Kahn and Casey <laughs> Affleck aren't up to yeah, anything up to at anything. the moment. <laughs> it's the 41st century yeah. uh, dinosaur Nazi <laughs> space adventure that everyone's crying out for. <laughs> Definitely for the first 25 minutes. First like 25 I said, minutes, for the first yeah. 25 minutes, okay. it's super dark. Yeah. Like, you even have, <clears> like, obviously, because Spielberg will be producing this one as well. Yeah, for sure. He can get... Liam Neeson to be a Nazi but this time an awful Nazi (laughs) like just it's just like I used to make lists and save people fuck lists (laughs) I hate lists and that's uh, although that can be the treasure map the clue that um, that the kids find is is a a list list. that Liam Neeson has made of all the all the people that the Nazis have stolen gold from and that's how that's the first so wait the kids are looking for like the gold of deceased people no 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 I didn't say the Nazis killed them to take their gold I just said that you know it's like the the Rembrandts and like you know the the big stashes of artwork so uh, they, just, yeah. they just came in they stormed, just stormed the place and just acquired all yeah. of this sort of stuff they're the kind of less reprehensible Nazis from yeah good time films I mean yeah. to, to be fair this is like we're saying these are the bad guys this is what Tom Cruise's character was doing <laughs> in The Mummy was going into war zones and stealing antiquities this, this is true and he's supposed to be the good guy alright great so we're on par with Tom Cruise then. right so we still need one more Nazi it just has the, to be a, a, a female uh, an old woman female old woman Nazi female. to Dench. be <laughs> Judy Dench yeah. is the mother of Liam Neeson and Michael Fassbender <laughs> and they play the Nazis in our not Goonies remake <laughs> um, can you can you 
can you just imagine? And I just I can also see Judy Dench doing really bad fake oh, yeah, slaps. For sure. <laughs> and then you have LeBron James <laughs> for some reason as the half face melted giant older yeah, brother of these people. They showed him the Ark of the Covenant briefly, and his face started melting. And then they covered it back up, and then it froze in place. That's what happens with it, face melting. It technology. makes complete sense. It absolutely does. Again, another fun movie fact. That yep. corpse of the taxi driver yep. from Ghostbusters is the cor- Dan Aykroyd, the taxi driver <laughs> from the 2016 one in this uh, Ouroboros uh, ah, cyclical okay. universe. Right. Uh, yeah. So Dan Aykroyd died in the... Yeah, it's in- actually his skeleton. It's actually they they skeleton. sent it back in time to be used as a prop oh my gosh. Uh, 20 years before his death. That's Wow. Oh, of course, that makes sense. It does. It's it's also like they do that a lot in uh, in Hamlet. Uh, yep. You know, because they have alas, poor Yorick, and, yeah, 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 and yep, Hamlet yep. is holding the skull. Mm. A lot of the times, that skull is actually the skull of the actor playing Hamlet in uh, that production. Uh, okay, and they use they use the bone time travel technology <laughs> to send the skull back in time uh, from the future after that actor has already died. Bone time travel technology. Yeah, exactly. It's it's where oh, the, bee, the bee tipple tree. Uh, of course, I mean, yeah, you don't you don't believe there's actually dinosaur fossils? That's that's no. From the past, they're actually dinosaurs from the, oh, future, from the future with oh, bone time okay. travel technology. Great. They've come back from the future, um, but they overshot. So, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, I think, as Cardamus is a really good casting. A very bold casting. Don Cheadle. Oh, no, that's the other thing. I was, uh, maybe we try and cast Terrence Howard and he'll ask for too much money and then <laughs> we'll we, just get uh, we recast Don Cheadle him halfway through the film. So, like, <laughs> half of the film is Terrence Howard and then the other half is Don Cheadle. Except, and no one says anything. Except, like, the way that we, we film it as if it's, like, you know, we, we had one for half and one for the other. Mm. But, like, it doesn't make so much sense in editing and we have to move some scenes around. <laughs> so it actually just sort of is jumping between Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle the yeah. whole time. Yeah. I think, I mean... It tends to be a movie film studio uh, trope. Yeah. yeah, where we just get... You know, who who plays the first... Uh, Drew Barrymore plays the first to die, I think, in Scream. In, yeah, Maybe yeah. we go that route and we pick a, a young a person who was a, a child star yep. who hasn't been doing much recently. We go with Abigail Breslin. Sure. I think she's got that sort of like, yeah. you know, librarian. So for, so for some reason, I was thinking Macaulay Culkin. Maca- uh, Macaulay but- Culkin. He could he could play Hermes the Tree Man because he oh, looks yeah. so freaky and mangled and messed That's up at get- the moment. We wouldn't need any, like, And then there's quite a lot makeup. of those Home Alone moments in A Nightmare on Elm Street yeah, where yeah, she yeah. set up improvised re- traps. Yep. Great. So, yeah. Yeah, we use, we get... So Abigail- you, know what, you know what we're actually going to have to do? Yeah. We're actually going to take the fractured bits and pieces of Movie Film Workshop yep. and we're just going to glue them to Macaulay Culkin <laughs> and, and the broken pieces of timber will make him look like an okay, evil tree so man. The leftovers from when we made the Memorial Theatre, there is still a little bit of rubble left, yeah. so we'll just like... Some flotsam and jetsam just I'll, about. I think we just dunk Macaulay Culkin in a vat of glue, glue. and then just like roll him roll across him, the, rolling the, the through the, the, the debris of the rubble. Whatever sticks, great. Yep. That's, that's all we need. <laughs> okay. Um, who? Okay, yeah, yeah, no, no. That was my question. My next question was going to be, uh, who do we cast the term? Is and I think we've uh, got it. So we've got Abigail Breslin um, playing the li- Susan, the librarian. We've got Macaulay Culkin playing Hermes, the tree spirit. Uh, we've got um, uh, a young Jeff Bridges and a young John Goodman playing, respectively, Billy and who? What's the other character's name? Couldn't, couldn't tell you. Doesn't, really? d- doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're going to die very quickly. Exactly. Uh, and then we've also got uh, Diane Kruger playing an 18 year old. Yeah, that's girl. fine. Uh, and they say they say in Hollywood that you know you know they only cast young starlets. Yep. I mean, and I'm not saying that Diane Kruger's old, but 
age doesn't matter and it shouldn't I, matter when we're, we're casting roles yeah uh, it shouldn't be a barrier to hold you back no. from playing any role I and think I think at, we prove that time and time again we have proven that we do not care about casting to type you know how much we don't care anymore. about it we're not even going to invest in time travel technology for really? Jeff Bridges and, and John oh, Goodman we're just going to cast we're them. just going to get we're just going to get as they are as because you know okay. age is beautiful yep. and so they're they're playing the teenagers you know what that is a fantastic we need to give the time traveling machine a little bit of a rest anyway. exactly yeah um, the lawyers are getting a bit antsy about it it is somewhat like ripping holes in the fabric of time there are things that are bleeding through that shouldn't um yeah. i'm fairly sure i saw a roman centurion walking around the <laughs> the, the studio floor the other day i thought it was a, a costume yep. but we're not working on any roman centurion films so oh I, I really think that realities are starting to bend and things are starting okay. to bleed through so we might need to give it a bit of a rest a little bit of a rest a little bit a little bit careful with time traveling back to the future has taught me anything you may end up sleeping <laughs> with your mother i mean to be fair like all of the photographs that I have in my office don't have any of my family in the background, but that's not because they got erased from time. They just decide they don't exist. They, um, I'm, I'm all alone in this world. You are world. a classic. You're in a classic Hollywood executive. Yeah, man. You no, are no my, time for anyone else. No, you're my idol. If we can get Macaulay Culkin out of his uh, current predicament, uh, I'd say we do the exact same thing we did for um, environmentally conscious and just dip him in glue and chuck him <laughs> into a bunch of salt. And he'll just be, and then and then what we motion capture, and we mo-cap the whole. You know thing, yeah. what? We've we've missed motion capturing. We I think do, that's yeah. how we do it. We don't hire any animators because, yeah. as Andy Circus has told us on a number of occasions, the animators don't do anything, and it's yes. all just the mocap. <laughs> yep. Um, we just mocap the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And you know how motion capture is normally just like when you see it on the computer, just white dots floating around in space? Yeah, you know what else it. is white dots floating around in space? A salt person. <laughs> so we don't even need to animate from there. We just motion capture the white dots and we're, yeah. we're good. Awesome. And we know that Macaulay Culkin is dedicated to his craft. I mean, we're very impartial He's in a jail about, cell at the moment, but we can turn that into a motion capture rig. We yeah, really easily. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, it's not, he won't even need to leave the cell. I mean, we can cut the... the Part of that twenty thousand dollars we're going to get from all the tech companies we can use to just maybe slip the jail a couple of bucks. To yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like we don't want you to let him out. We just want you no, to no. allow him to wear this morph suit with yeah. white dots all over yeah. it and let us set up these cameras to, to motion capture his actions. I mean, you if know? anything, we're going to make the police's job even easier because he's going to be so easy to detect after that. Like he's going to show up on every infrared camera on the planet because that's how motion capture works. I yeah. think. Uh, so we'll be like, look. And you then they, they, they drag Andy Circus into the jail. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got the wrong man. It wasn't me. <laughs> Pretty much every actor we have there has to be from Academy Award nominee or ah, Academy okay. Award winner. Yep. And I feel like we can then go and David Hasselhoff <laughs> as Prime Minister of the US and kind of everyone's like, oh, he's playing the Prime Minister and doesn't realise that there's no Academy Award tag yeah, above his yeah, head. Yeah. But I think for everyone else, and there has to be like 30 or 40 of them <laughs> and they all have to be Academy Award so even winners. even minor, or, minor, like one-note characters need to be Academy absolutely. Award. Okay, well, that's true. That's how you get, that, I mean, how you get an if Oscar. If we're going Oscar gold, yeah. then that's... You know what we can call the film as well? What? Is we could call it Tequila Gold. <laughs> And I feel as though just having that gold in there, the Oscar people are going to go like, there's gold out there. Our statue is made of gold. And there's a subconscious um, uh, connection between the two. And they don't realize it, but we've actually encoded the word to kill a gold oh, with yeah. mood altering Spotify, um, playlist. Spotify playlist to make them think that maybe we should nominate this oh, for this at is, least a technical award. This is so good. Okay. Um, so... Who then will be our spies that go into Mexico? So it really doesn't matter. Doesn't if, matter. If you can think of someone who has been Academy Award wi- oh, well, winner, let's, let's go. I mean, I mentioned Gary Oldman. Yeah, sure. 
Has he won anything? I don't know. I'm sure he has. He's done a lot of stuff. He has done a lot of stuff. Won for. You should you you would feel as though. Um I uh, you know, anyway. Yeah, uh, let's assume that he yeah. he has. Um let's get John Mal John Markovich is just a nominee though. Exactly. Not good uh, enough. The nominees do not make the cut, I am sorry. We can now cast Leonardo DiCaprio. We can. We finally got one. I think after all of all of this time when there's so many films that we've made that he could have been in, right? Yeah. And uh and he, he just he was it didn't, yeah. didn't make the cut. It didn't make the cut. And enough. Tequila Gold is going to be the um, the first <laughs> film that he's in yep. as Academy Award winner, yep. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Kate Blanchett, she's won a... Yeah, I'm sure she has. Yeah, yeah. She for for Elizabeth. Yep. Um, Judy Dench. Uh, yeah, I mean, these, these people have been in our films, they though. Have, yeah. What about, like, Holly Hunter? I oh, think, ooh, she, I think yeah. she's won. Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt, all yep. of All of the people whose initials are HH who have won awards, <laughs> uh, we can get them in. Um, <laughs> who, who else is there, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, who, uh, did uh, Emma Stone win for The Help? Because uh, if so, I think she'd make she it might have, yeah. a great, like, And she won lead. for La La Land. And La like, sure, why not? Emma Stone. I think we'll put, I think we'll put in her, her in as our, our lead. Yep. And she can be... The, the titular tequila gold tequila gold yeah but people aren't really sure like Atomic Blonde is like again it doesn't really have any bearing on Charlize Theron's no, character no. and it doesn't really mean anything no. and they're like all the audience is just gonna be like is that supposed to be a reference to her is she yeah. tequila gold yeah. or is and is I think it- inexplicably she shouldn't have gold hair no just make it black so that you have no uh, idea. So, in, and then you like, is that even Emma Stone? I yeah. only, I only <laughs> really know her as red-haired uh, Emma Stone. And then she went blonde for the Spider-Man, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. And apparently, her natural hair color is blonde. blonde and Jada yeah. Patel told her to go red. Yep. But now we tell her we're Jada Patel too, who tell her to go black <laughs> to revive her career, that's which doesn't need reviving because <laughs> no. she's still pretty much on top of her game. Yeah. So that's um, that's how that'll all work. Okay, out. great. Yeah. Every mind, like every single person in, the, no matter how little screen time thing if it's like a crowd like a crowd shot and there's just people walking by Oscar winners every single one does it have to be acting Oscar winners like or we any, can do like you know the, the editor anyone, uh, in the yeah. in Dances with Wolves yes. <laughs> can be a background extra because technically they are an Academy Award anyone that has access to one of those gold statuettes in fact I'll say this right if you can turn up to the set with the Oscar that's how you get into our film. Sure. Right? Like, And you kind of, you also have to be holding it in, every, in every shot that you're in. You have to be holding <laughs> the statuette as well. Have you seen the thing um, uh, where Anna Paquin, who won yeah. for the um, piano, yeah. um, her Oscar sca- statue is actually kind of like, she's just had it in her kitchen. No, oh, really? And it's gone a little bit corroded and yep. rusty and yep. people are like really upset with her. Yep. So it'd be kind of funny when everyone comes in, they're all sort of comparing how good, it's like, <laughs> I won for the 1969 film The yeah, Sting yep. as composer of the music <laughs> and like it's just like all the gold plating has just come away yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's this rusted old yeah. man In just fact, sort of like sitting behind yeah aside from our primary cast everyone else you will be placed into the film based on how good of a condition your Oscar statue is in so if you want a meaty role with a couple of lines of dialogue in there you better have a pretty ship shaped Oscar statuette yeah. so we actually break the script down into number of lines of yeah. dialogue or yeah. screen time <laughs> <laughs> and then we line everyone up and just assign roles. Yeah. And, and I mean, that way, uh, Emma Stone, who like won like last year, hers yeah. is in pretty good nick. So, she, she won for so, Best Actress yeah. as well. So, and yeah. so one of the animators on um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, who's <laughs> inexplicably 119 and still alive, and ha- has got one of their tiny little like uh, um, yeah. miniature dwarf uh, Oscars yeah. sort yeah. of shows up and, yeah. and he can be like some guy lying in a bed somewhere. <laughs> Fun fact about the Oscars as well, the statuettes, anyone that wins them doesn't actually own them. 
they're actually owned by the academy and you're meant to give them back to them at a certain point. Like, if you don't want it anymore for whatever reason, oh, right. it actually goes back to them. So you can't sell them on. No, I'm like can't. Like Olympic gold medals, I think people like go, yeah, I mean, I have the record and I, there's, yeah. I don't need this physical thing. That, yeah. No, like no, no, Mike, no. Michael Phelps. Could, could Michael Phelps be in our film? <laughs> But we like, do need a sports person. We do, there. but only if he like melts down like <laughs> ten of his uh, like hundred gold medals yeah, yeah. And, and forms it into a sculpture of a person <laughs> holding a sword. That's the only way that he can be yeah, in our yeah. film. What would he play? I mean, we need a character for him. Um, I look. We need a competing spy character, right? So we need right. someone to act opposite Emma Stone. So in Atomic Blonde, it was James McAvoy doing whatever. Um, so Michael Phelps in our film could be the opposite. Spy right. who Emma Stone meets in Mexico. Um, like he's uh, Michael Phelps is a sleeper agent in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and, and speaking of people who just like physically do not fit in, yep. you've got this like seven foot tall guy <laughs> with like you know size twenty feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like no one in this film needs to look like they fit into the roles at no, all. Especially since all of like the extras in the Mexican cities yeah. are going to be like eighty year olds, yeah, like yeah. costume designers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of like. You know, happy mid mid season um, Christmas. Oh, no, I can't use the word Christmas. Sorry, holiday. Uh, yeah, holiday period. Yuletide. Yule uh, is, yeah. is Yule. What's it? I don't know. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> Look, and maybe that's even a commentary, right? Like as well. Like I, I, I just want to throw more and more social commentary. Like the world is becoming more atheist. Like yeah. is is that a thing as well? Yeah. Like you know, it's not the Christmas spirit anymore. It's just you know, you've got to search within. You know, this happy is the, holidays. Yeah, yeah right. On the, on the war on Christmas. You know like, how in a lot of these holiday films, there's like an opening shot. Usually the American ones there's an opening shot of someone walking down a street and it's all snowing yeah. people walking past them the saying camera zooms Merry in, yeah. Christmas Happy Christmas like we should do that but every single person that walks by says a different holiday mm. yeah that's tr- that's not too bad and as well like I think they have to walk through different seasons as well so like the first walk <laughs> it's it's snowing because the one thing about growing up in Australia is you watch these Christmas movies it's always yeah. snowing in America and that's just like it's like 40 degrees Celsius here and it's, it's just hot like you can't yeah. walk on the concrete because your skin literally is sort of like melts to the how hot the pavement is yeah. it's a completely different experience so to make it obviously you know every sort of seasonal green yeah, that you yeah, can yeah. have but every block is also yeah. like it might be monsoonal it's like oh it's the monsoon season in some equatorial countries so like so if we have three troops of people we yep. essentially need three Danny Ocean's characters three Brad Pitt characters and three Matt Demon characters <laughs> yeah. um, in, in each of those yeah so, but they, as we've established prior, they can be male or female. Doesn't absolutely. Really matter. Um, so group one, I think let, let's have our. We need to. I think we need a main main Danny Ocean. Though, yeah. Uh, or our main so main uh, Jimmy. So of Logan. those of those th- three groups of people. Yep. Collectively, one of them is the Danny Ocean three, yes. and one of them is the Brad Pitt three, and one yeah, is the Matt Damon great idea, three. Great idea. So you have the George Clooney, George Clooney, yep. and then the George Clooney, Matt Damon, and the George Clooney, Brad Pitt, <laughs> and then you have the Brad Pitt, George Clooney, and the Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, the Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, and the Matt Damon, George Clooney, the yep. Brad Pitt. Yep. Yep. You get it. You yeah, get the I idea. Get it. I get it. Now, do we want to figure out how this film ends? Um, do we want to have an ending? Like, is it... A freeze frame. To, Rocky oh, style freeze, freeze frame. frame. Yeah. Two teams reach out to touch the crystal meteorite yeah, yeah. To, and it just and then, freeze frames. Yeah, freeze frame. And behind them, you can see, like, the Nazi dinosaurs racing towards them. Uh, you can see the other dinosaurs just sort of in a corner there, just beaming light to each other. And then, yeah, freeze frame. Then fade to white. Exactly. And no to be continued. No, no. like, coming soon in part two. Just it. Just end it like that. Very postmodern. You can just figure out how you want it. It's like how, you know how um, Inception ends? 
where yeah. the you decide it's amb- an ambiguous ending. Ambiguous I like ending, it. Yeah. You decide which one of them grabs That's the right. seed of life uh, yeah. first. We could almost do a choose your own ending thing as well. Like if we're gonna, we're going to launch this on our own uh, digital distribution platform, which yeah, which is, is uh, Mr. Um So if we have the technology for people to just actually just choose how they want it to end, and then we just film, like, we, five I think, I think we don't tell them. But every time they play through the movie, yep. there's a different ending. Ah, and so yeah. people are like, oh, I watched that thing on uh, my first video the other day, and I was really surprised that at the ending, um, the car just took off and flew into the sky, kind of like the end of Greece for no yeah. apparent reason. It's like, really? Because the one that I watched was a really weird ending yeah. where uh, Michael Caine and his crew were just balanced on the end of a cliff, and it just ended there. It was really weird for no apparent reason. I know we can't call it that, but it really is the never-ending story <laughs> in space <laughs> never-ending story in space i think we need to come up with a better film title for it than that um have you got any ideas like um not really uh i mean look we need to have some kind of weird sound like maybe we name it after the name of the dinosaur planet the space dinosaur planet yeah uh like cretaceon <laughs> i believe is the name of that Beautiful. planet cretaceon is perfect yeah uh so cretaceon the Cretaceous Wars. Or it could be create Cretaceous and the Seed of Life. Oh, that's I, great. I like that. I love the and. Yeah, because I mean... sci-fi films need an and in there. And of course, um, uh, Cretaceous has a, a twin planet, uh, yeah. Mesozoon. <laughs> and like in the original comic book, it was yeah. called Cretaceous and, and Mesozoon. And Mesozoon is just left out of the title for this one um, for no apparent yeah, reason. That's fine. Ah, great. Cretaceous and the Seed of Life. That is such a sci-fi sounding name. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so coming soon to Mephusina, um you, You're not pronouncing it right. Oh, I don't, I'm sorry. It's Mephusa Wudududu. Yeah, sure. Great. I think I'm missing a P in there, but that's all right. The P is silent, like in pneumatic and pneumonia. If we look at the Goonies... And because we don't want to, obviously, copy them, and we haven't yet at no, all. No, not at all. Uh, so that film I- ends in a pirate ship. So that's where the treasure is located, and there's a sort did, of... Did I hear you say Nazi submarine? <laughs> I... Yes! You did say it. You did hear just, that. Just like that, like they find a, a U-boat like in a yep. subterranean cavern yep. that is like connected. It's like there's a, a passageway underneath the cliffs yeah. of Dover into this uh, subterranean cavern and it's a Nazi U-boat full of Nazi gold. So, it, uh, well, is there a crew in there? Has uh, Have they just... Right, because in, in Goonies, yeah, One-Eyed we... Willie kills all of the Nazis so they won't know exactly where the... Um, yeah. Well, he kills pirates in, in the Goonies. He doesn't kill... There's... <laughs> I mean, Nazi we don't know pirates. that. They may have been Nazi pirates. <laughs> you don't know their political viewpoints. This is true. Yeah, I shouldn't judge. I shouldn't judge. Um, <clears throat> but hang on. This this also means if we're going to the future to get Jeffrey Rush's corpse, we're going to need more corpses for that uh, Nazi U-boat. Because it's like the, the Goonies is full of them. Like there's skeletons everywhere. So who's going to play the captain of the U-boat? We'll never tell. Ooh. That secrets we'll take to our grave. Ooh. Or is that they us? That's yeah. We took the secrets to that grave because they are our skeletons. We travelled into the future. To get our own skeletons. Our to, skeletons. To put, does that mean that we're going to have cameos in all of the films that we make here at yeah. Movie Film yeah. Studios? But only as corpses. Only as corpses. Yeah. So there'll be skeletons in every film every that we film. do. Yeah. And and secretly, there'll be our own cameos yeah. with that bone time-travelling technology. But I think as well, like we can. it depends on when we go back to get our corpses. So we can either go back far enough and uh, so that they're skeletons, or we go back into a more recent 
time. Well, we've only been dead for two years and we're still a little bit or juicy. Two, or two days. Or two days, yeah. It's just like, bump, bump. Is, it, yeah, is that you on Law and Order as the dead body that's been <laughs> yeah. carted away? <laughs> no, well, someone has to appear not as law, the... Not Law and Order, sorry. Uh, legally distinct from Law and Order. <laughs> No, uh, rules and uh, um, regulations. Yes, rule, rules and regulations brought to you by Movie Film Studios. <laughs> um, and then the spin-off. Um, is, uh, see, is rules and regulations a Jane Austen law and order type? <laughs> like, I think, actually, I really think that idea is way too good to be on this okay. podcast because I really wouldn't mind doing it. Rule, I want to say, what are yeah, the uh, spin-offs uh, as well? Like, a Victorian-era law and order called rules, rules and regulations. And regulations. So what would special victims unit be? <laughs> um, um, peasant folk. No, <laughs> Rules and regulations, uh, colon, peasant folk. Do we need to also go down the same road and get... Ronda Rousey? Well, I was going to go Lou Ferrigno, but sure. <laughs> oh, I think his time is... Is, is, is Lou Ferrigno still alive? I don't know. Didn't, wasn't he replaced as a voice actor in one, one of them? Like he only did some of the lines in the second Hulk movie. Because then he died. No, he's still alive. I I think he's still alive. I'm pretty sure he's still alive. I'm not really sure. Sorry, Lou. That's all right. We have time traveling technology anyway. Exactly. Should we get him in like his peak Hulk days as well? I mean, because the reason I bring it up is because in Pumping Iron, which is the um the like documentary of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm Mm. fairly sure Lou Ferrigno finishes second to Arnold Schwarzenegger in like three consecutive Mr. Uh, Universe competitions. So like, it's like this time he can also like, he was probably second in line to play Jingle All The Way uh, (laughs) 21 years ago. You can just Um, imagine him waiting in the casting room as they say he didn't get it and he pulls out his fists and he's slamming them down (laughs) on the table. It's it's sobering time and he just starts crying. (laughs) Well, now we can give him the opportunity he's always wanted because he is still alive, folks. I've just checked. He is still alive. He's 66 years old. And for some reason, in the Wikipedia photo of him, he kind of looks like um, Steve Martin with black hair. It's really weird. (laughs) Uh, maybe instead, like if he's not available, we just put Steve Martin on like a, a massive gains routine, gym every day, protein powder, and just bulk him up, and we can get like a, a massively cut Steve Martin for, to come into play. For a reason that is not explained in all scenes of the movie, he has a banjo. Like, it, it, <laughs> see, this is why, like the, the the director and the producers of the Goonies had no idea how to do product placement properly. So all the traps in our film will feature Domino's branded Domino's. Exactly. Um, so they'll be everywhere. Like a, a good, um, you know, third of the film will be full of traps made by Domino's. Um, and that's how we make this film. Like we'll get tons of money coming in for that. So, I mean, just between Mercedes-Benz submarines and Domino's <laughs> Domino's, uh, this film is like our our special effects budget is going to be off the chart. We could probably oh, sure. even get uh, LeBron James to look at the real Ark of the Covenant <laughs> and then and then, and then pay, pay for the cosmetic pay for the, yeah, surgery to fix, to fix it. Fix him up, yeah. Tequila Gold just makes you think of Oscars. It actually doesn't. It makes you think of like... <laughs> it makes you think of alcohol. alcohol. Um, is, that, is that where we get a product tie-in? Do you think, I think we can... so. I think we have to get... I think we have to be spo- sponsored by some kind of tequila company. And I think what we should do as well, if um, we are going for Oscars and everyone in the film is going to be holding Oscar statuettes, every bottle of tequila gold should be shaped, shaped like, like an Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the we make the... Again, I don't really drink that much. Tequila is slightly yellowish, right? No, it's... 
white. It's completely really? clear, I think. I think I have... Oh, we'll try and make a <laughs> yellowish... Your tequila yeah. gone <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, the worm has turned. Uh, no, we, we, we make a yellowish tequila. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a goldy co- yeah. kind of colour. So it comes in a glass bottle shaped like an Oscar, like an Oscar, Oscar yeah. statue. Yep. And, um, and yeah, so... <laughs> I almost want... So who's playing our scientist again? <laughs> Some Academy. It was Jeremy Irons. Irons. Jeremy Irons. I want him to dress up in an Oscar outfit as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of just looks like the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes. Again, reminding people of great Oscar winning yeah, films. Yeah, that's right. And I think, like, <laughs> when we write the script as well, we kind of have to um, uh, have in all these really sort of uh, oblique references to other yeah, films. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, sometimes reminds me of my childhood and I feel like a child of a lesser god and there's a, like like so every line of dialogue has like a, a name of an Oscar winning yeah, film in there yeah. it's like yeah I remember going to my prom my partner couldn't dance it felt like I was dancing with wolves <laughs> and then Emma Stone turns to Michael Phelps at some point and man man the odds are against us this is going to be a titanic effort exactly Your, so yours was seamless mine was like incredibly clunky because I couldn't think of I'm trying to think of like films that have won Oscars as well and like Titanic's pretty yeah it did win right I'm sure it, I think sure. it won more Oscars like uh, and we maybe just call a character Ben Hur <laughs> just like <laughs> but it's a female yeah sure that's ben, a, Emma Stone's ben character yeah, yeah. Ben oh, Hur Ben Hur right yeah, sure yeah. just because otherwise like people might cotton on to what we're doing <laughs> you know what I'm going to say in a, in a broader sense as well fuck post credit sequences just, I'm, I'm done with them okay that kind of crap where they basically, um, uh, the whole point of that film was erasing all the curses that exist. And then right at the end, just before you're about to shut the film off and get on with your life, they then turn around and say, but there's still curses. Yeah. Sequel. I mean, I also hate it for that reason. And it's like the, it's unnecessary. They're usually irrelevant, but also as a employee of the cinema, when I, I used to work there, <laughs> They're horrible because people won't leave. Yeah. Your job is to clean the yeah. aisles and the seats um, during the credits to get it ready for the mm. next uh, group coming through. Yep. But there's, you know, 10, 20, 30 people still sticking around for this 10 second sequence. It's yeah. like, I have a job to do. Please leave. It's <laughs> I, not going to reveal anything. I've had- yeah, it's Samuel L. Jackson. And he's like, we found a hammer. I don't know. Like, I think, I think that was the end of Iron Man 2, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was. It's well, the just- thing is, like, the Pirates films were the f- one of the first films to do that because Pirates won has an end credit sequence. It has no real bearing on anything aside from establishing that the monkey curses itself again. Right. Uh, But it's a throwaway kind of bit at the end of the film. And I guess The Matrix Reloaded had the trailer for Revolutions on the end of it as well. Um, That's that's another podcast for sure. Um, But it's... I, I hate... I just... I can't stand them anymore. Like, why... Why are you doing this? Why are you... The only reason they're doing it is because other people are doing it. And it's just like... It's to... So Reddit Reddit subforums can have stuff to talk about. To It's the J.J. Abrams, let's leave them with a hint of mystery so it can no. spark the imagination. But it doesn't do that anymore. No, and it's it just doesn't. Can you imagine if painful. like... All the, all the great films in the past that have had sequels, right? Imagine if The Godfather had a post-credit sequence. You know like, what did have a post-credit sequence is uh, Back to the Future Part 2. It did, actually, and it was just the trailer for Back to the Future It was just the 3. trailer. I'm, I'm, I'm so surprised. I didn't realize they actually ran that, oh, you're right. that uh, when probably, they released. But it's, all, it's also because they'd filmed that and it was pretty much ready to go. They filmed them back-to-back, And yeah. the, the time between cinema releases for that was, like, absurdly short. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Oh, well, then that answers that whole question about uh, <laughs> where did the back-to-back filming thing came from? Uh, sorry, Back to the Future. Sorry, Zemeckis, you've ruined it You've again. Ru- it's <laughs> yeah, go do another Polar Express. Yeah, Polar Express 2. <laughs> this time it's also Under Siege 3, Polar Express 2. <laughs> That'd be great, actually. Yeah. C- know, CGI Tom Hanks yeah. trying to stop some sort of nefarious clandestine uh, Ooh, yeah. superpower from... I think I think Under Siege 2 was there's satellites that can shoot lasers <laughs> to destroy things, so... Isn't that Geostorm? That is also Geostorm. Yeah. All right, great. So, K-N-I-G-H-E-S is a go for launch. Oh, this is brilliant. I cannot wait to see this film. I mean, I'm... Yeah. and not It's not going to be on Netflix. No, I mean, this is the brilliant thing about not having to have someone else's creative material turned mm. into the film is that we can just decide whatever medium it's absolutely in. so this yeah. is this is 100 percent uh a movie film studio idea mm-hmm. it is a movie film studio production yep um and we can be sued uh what are we going to call it um mf workshop who's going to do all the animatronic um uh, oh was it mf workshop yeah oh, like, movie film workshop yeah, yeah run so, by tim benson yeah tim uh, tim, tim benson yeah. um property uh, extraordinaire and uh yeah and and we get uh people in to spend 10 years making That's chain right, mail yeah. suits of armor and <laughs> out of plastic rings and yeah. obviously you know they've got all the experience working on uh, mm. all those other sort of uh, yeah. like pu- the 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 um, the puppums i the believe puppums, yeah i believe um, was the movie film and studio version the, of the muppets so the, the movie film studios the um the head of the jewelry, the grouping of the jewelry. Don't you remember that film? Completely lost me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, it it involves a, a a group of people who need to destroy a necklace, um, in the uh in the place it was created, and they go on a journey together. Right. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah. Our, our studio, our studio production company, made all the uh. <laughs> All the special effects, special for effects, it and, and, and uh, we, we shot yeah. it in, um, uh, and we shot it in um, uh, some sort of small, small island, Pacific nation. island somewhere. So yeah. What do you got? People of the jewelry. Uh, it's yeah, the, the, um, not it's the head of the jewelry. And then the second film was a couple of tall buildings, <laughs> and then the other one was come um, back here, you monarch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that's all right. Uh, I you're, I'm on board. I do remember it now. It took me a while. I am so sorry. I was that slow. Look, I look, I. Look, I mean, as co-founder and vice president, I need to know these things. We have millions of great ideas so every many, day. So many. I can't keep track of which That's ones fine. we've turned into uh, epic saga films I, I and which ones we haven't. I completely understand. <laughs> but we do need to come up with a name. We do. Um, that's a really tough which one. Which is a tough one. Uh, how, yeah. many, how many people are in this film? Is it nine? Is it I, three groups of three? I think we go with, yeah, the... Three groups of three, yeah. nine main people. Nine down the Nile. Oh, I like I like the play on uh, nine and Nile. Yeah. Um, I was about to say Nile of the Egypt. <laughs> I'm like, what? like the issue is, so you got you have the jewel of the Nile, yep. and romancing the stone of sort of more that sort of like yeah. treasure hunting uh, action adventure yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of Indiana Jones type films, mm. and you sort of like, I don't know, Logan Lucky's very sort of maybe we two, can... two words, Ocean's Eleven. Maybe we just call it Nile. But we somehow squeeze the word nine in there as part of the graphic design for it. Yeah. So, um, well, mm, can we squeeze the the actual number nine into Nile? I think. I think what we sense? do is that we create our own letter, which is simultaneously <laughs> an N and an L. Yep. And 
um, people are like, oh, did you see the new film Nile? And you're like, don't you mean the new film Nine? Yeah. And it's just like, people don't really know. Is it one? Is yeah. it the other? It's both, it's both. simultaneously. Yeah. So if you search for Nile, you'll get our yeah. film. If you search for Nine, you'll also get our I film. I mean, it's it's very, very difficult to search because um, uh, the uh, 27th letter of the alphabet, which is a simultaneously L and N, is yeah. not on keyboards yet. No. But as you mentioned, we are potentially going into the, the field of making our own yeah. uh, equipment yeah, yeah. To, to be able to stream it. So... Yeah. Whatever tablet you get, which is a movie film studio uh, tablet, yep. will have that uh, whole, oh, whole bunch of yeah, extra yeah. keys yep. for for letters and words that don't even. It should exist just be yet. like every key on the keyboard should just be a name of one of our productions. So you don't even need to type out like every individual letter. You just type in like. Oh, I want to see K N I G H T S, and you just hit that button. Exactly, it's, it's like it. it's like Shift Two. Shouldn't that be like uh, at? It's yeah. like no, Shift Two is Adventure Children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just brings up Adventure Children. Yeah, yeah, great. All right, this is brilliant. So, <laughs> Nile Nine. See, I don't know how you would say it, Nylon. <laughs> um, sure, uh, Nile. <laughs> it doesn't end in L. No, well. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, you, you you say it just as nine or Nile, um, and just people look at you confused because yep. they're not sure what you're talking about and yep. you're not sure what they're talking about. But when we're bored out, everyone's going to know what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Um, so it is the um, the ancient Egyptian tomb robbing heist that the uh, the public has <laughs> been demanding for years with with twist endings that not even the movie studio people who came up with the story know about. Oh, oh, I think that's a wrap. Oh, that is absolutely a wrap. Now, we have promised on previous episodes mm. that if anyone was to uh, review a film or leave a comment or anything like that, they would be uh, read out. Mm. And we uh, have a comment. We have a comment. It, it was through our uh, YouTube platform. I'm yes. not sure if we've mentioned it in the past, but obviously yeah. all of our um, podcasts are up there on YouTube mm. to, to listen to as well. Yes. What better way to listen to an audio podcast than on a video site? Um, but we had a comment on our Pirates of the Caribbean episode, episode three, uh, and it comes from <laughs> Talk13, and he or she simply says, Oh, terrific. Another lot of uneducated people calling Salazar a pirate. Rolls eyes. Thank you. Thank you for that review. Very, very kind so review. No- so um, lovely. Yeah, they say don't feed the trolls, and so, mm. uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying it's a troll. I... To be fair, when I read this, mm. uh, and I do remember calling Salazar a pirate mm. in our uh, our podcast, mm-hmm. and it is a, a fair distance into the podcast, so obviously they, they've listened to to quite a lot of it. Mm. Um, and I think then we do correct that he's actually a pirate hunter as well, so I'm not sure if they got that far to see that we did make a correction. No, I think they but, got so disgusted at our uneducatedness. See, the word uneducated there threw me, because I thought, is Salazar, is this person based off an actual spanish general mm. of the era who was a pirate hunter mm. and so I, I did some research i'm like oh, nice. oh no I, I should educate myself this mm. is the point of comments it's just mm. like they point out where your flaws are yep. and you go and try and fix them mm-hmm. uh, no no like no, salazar is just a fictional character okay. so in terms of education the only education you can have on that character is watching the film yep and we did watch the film mm-hmm. so i'm struggling to find out where we were educated but i'm taking everything on board and yeah. uh, i i through your comments, I seek self-improvement. And so if you would continue to do that for me, Please I very it. graciously yeah. take uh, everything on board. Yeah. So I really think one of the most, definitely one of the glaring issues of that film is clearly the fact that Salazar's character is so vague. I mean, I mean okay. The rest of the film is perfect. And I don't want to argue, like, we made a mistake and we called him a pirate when he's a pirate hunter. This he does kill, like, a whole bunch of British 
military naval officers who are not pirates. So yes. technically, like, is that a war crime? Or if he's dead, is he mm. no longer a member of a nation? And yeah. so he's killing uh, does, British military people. Like, that makes him he, a bit of a pirate. I he, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to argue our point, but does he what, pillage? He does. He does he like does. lots of raiding of sea ships that yeah. are not legally. He's, he's not trying legally. Trying to find that. that MacGuff. I don't even remember what he's looking for, but he's the looking for something. To, I know. He, he tried, he, yeah. He's trying to kill Johnny Depp. Trying We're not going to rehash the plot. Uh, anyway. So, like, I mean, he he does things which I think, in a court of law, you may be able to technically cl- clarify as piracy. Possibly. Um, I will admit our mistake there, but yeah. I would also argue that it was not a mistake. And movie film studios makes no mistakes. We never make mistakes. Never. So you mentioned that you had news about our uh, Dark Universe bet. I do, I do. So there is a new product within the Dark Universe. Now, it's not a film, it's not a TV show, it's actually a video game. Okay. Uh, it's called The Mummy Demastered. Um, and it is it is meant to be part of that film franchise. It is uh, supposedly starring the same characters in it, but it's like a 2D, 16-bit style, um, Metroidvania-style video game. Um, now, I look, I mean, I may end up losing the bet because if they do one more thing within the Dark Universe, then I've lost. Yeah. But I'm willing to count this as a new entry into that universe. Okay, yeah, it's it's part of the, the multi... Again, you say universe, it has to uh, engulf all media. Yeah. And this is, yeah. This is definitely and I, part I of it. I believe part of the stipulation for the bet was that it could be a TV show, could be a movie, it could be anything... Uh, related to this universe, and that is one. All right. And apparently it's okay. Like, it's a decent game. So I don't know what's going on. All right. Point one to Isaac. Point one to you. I don't I don't quite remember what the stakes of the bet are. I, I think I think the the, the uh, punishment was that the loser would have to watch uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for oh, a second time. Oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, for, yeah, again. Oh, God. Uh, I'm just glad that... It's uh, becoming more and more likely that that's not me. Hollywood, stop this. <laughs> stop this right now. No one cares about the dark... Stop making stuff in this... W- no one cares, okay? No one cares. So this has been another episode of Movie Film Studios. So there are a few bits of housekeeping that we have to do at the end of this episode, which we haven't yeah. done before. We actually officially put up uh, the first few episodes on... Um, iTunes and Podbean and a a few other um, podcasting places. So it is actually now available for public consumption. Yes. And because of that, um, there's a few things that, you know, you as listeners can do for us. So uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, Yes, we are at Movie Film Studio because Movie Film Studios is too many letters for Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Movie um, Film Studio? Studio, yeah. We'll get that second studio at one point and we'll have two of them. And and then... um, uh, do we have a website? We will have a website and a right. domain name for it. Yeah, but um, we have a Facebook page. Facebook page. Uh, so just search for movie movie film studios. Uh, we are on iTunes as we yep. as we said. So, so one of the yeah. biggest things that you can do as listeners is review us on iTunes. Yeah. It really goes a long way to helping Super us get uh, uh, found yep. when you search for things for getting mm. visibility. Um, we are potentially doing a thing where if you do leave a review yeah. we will uh, read it out mm-hmm. on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, we will pick the, the, best, the best reviews one, not necessarily yeah. five star reviews if you don't feel mm-hmm. as though we're not a five star mm-hmm. podcast then don't if leave a five hate it, yeah, then no. that's fine leave I a mean, five star review we're definitely going to only read out five star no, no, any of the of the good reviews if, you, yeah. if you're if you funny if you're witty in your review we'll read it out yeah. um, uh, if you want even write it as a review for the film that we've done this, this week that so if fantastic. you if you want to write a review for the apart square bracket <laughs> meant or uh adventure children then absolutely it'll probably even go on our movie posters yeah um 
Obviously, we're uh, encouraging uh, creatives as well. If you want to make movie posters for the films that oh. we as Movie Film Studios comes up come holy, up with, then holy crap! Absolutely, would that would be phenomenal. so good if we saw a poster for some of the films we've come up with so far. Even like I was listening back to the first episode, mm. um, uh, Blackfish Two, the <laughs> the Barry Nibble <laughs> story. Barry Nibble story. Uh, yeah. Also, a fantastic uh, movie oh, film it would studios. Be great. Uh, um, and if you guys know any of the actors we've cast in these uh, films as well, please feel free to pass on these ideas to them because we would love to get them made at some point. Um, oh, actually, I mean, they're getting made, but... They will get made, absolutely. Yeah, we can really fast forward the process of getting them made if yeah. someone knows Kate Blanchett Any personally. industry contacts. We, I mean, obviously, we have our own industry contacts. Yeah, but... if you know an executive producer that looked at the set of Independence Day or yep. um, uh, some other film that Roland Emmerich directed... Uh, get in contact with them because we, we need... would love to get in touch with them. Um, and like it, anything that they did on those films is fine. If they just sort of pointed in the direction of the film to try and guide some other person who worked on it to the set, fine, we'll take them. We would love them because we need all our films to say from the executive producer of something. something. Yeah. Um, so the last piece of housekeeping is the uh, theme song. Yes, our little music, uh, our little music intro and outro uh, comes to us from an artist called I can't actually pronounce it, but it's Proletaire, P R O L E T E R, who does a lot of wonderful electro uh, swing music. And um, that artist, I believe it's a, it's a guy. He's available on Bandcamp, on SoundCloud. So just have a look for him. So it's P R O L E T E R. Um, the song that we're using is one called April Showers, and uh, he's got a ton of stuff like that, yeah. all available for you to use. And for graciously uh, allows you to, under a Creative um, yeah. Commons license, allows yeah. you to use it for um, so long as you credit him. And again, uh, we have, I think, put them at the front of the other episodes that we've released, but this is the first time we're actually sort of recording after releasing our... Um, so we'd obviously like to give a, a huge uh, shout out and thanks to um, yeah. to that. Yeah, to that musician. Um, so yeah, go to wherever good podcasts are given away for free and uh, grab yourself or subscribe to Movie Film Studios. We are out there now. I also wanted to discuss our sign-off. I think we've just said, said like, oh, till see you next time. Yeah, but I'd, like, like, I'd like a phrase or something like that that we can sign off with f- each week oh, okay. that we can just leave the audience with. Now, I'm going gonna, gonna to try one out. Sure. If it works, yep. we'll just leave it. Yep. If it doesn't work, then uh, you can stop me and we can try and come up with a new one. If this podcast suddenly ends without uh, you hearing whatever this is going to be, you know that right. it was crap. All right. Okay. So you've been uh, <laughs> listening to Movie Film Studios. Yes, you have. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. Row, row, row your boat gently. I was hoping you'd do a round with me, Isaac, but you've disappeared. No, he's gone. Echo Isaac, come back. (laughs) No! My darling! My darling Clementine! My darling Isaac! He's gone into the digital He's gone! He's gone! Uh, Hello, my name is AJ. I'm here recording myself because I like to listen to myself later on at night. I like to listen in my ears. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>